0: Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Guys in a Mic. I am one of your hosts, uh, RP, and I'm your other host, Big Sean. I hope everyone's doing well. As you can uh, see, we're super enthusiastic this evening. Um, it's, it's just exuding through our voices. <laughs> I, I think I think Sean and I have had some uh, had a long day, so yeah. Excuse us if it doesn't seem like we're excited, but but well, we are. Truth, trust me. I'm I'm excited. Uh, football, the NFL, to be. Uh, Specific is uh, up and up and running. Uh, Sunday will be a whole slate of games, and uh, of course, being a Browns fan, I'm always excited for the first couple games of the season. But this year is a little bit different. I actually expect us to be uh, good all year, not just. Got my fingers crossed that we don't start 0 and 2, and then that's just going to tank the rest of the season. You know what I mean? So we're all positive vibes. We're not going on that negative all stuff. That's all. That's what I'm positive saying. Vibes. Is it, I think this I think this squad is is equipped. So uh, we're excited about that. At the same time, we're excited because there's college football as well. So we got some college stuff we want to talk about today. Uh, specifically, the uh, Ohio State and Oregon game. We'll we'll touch on that uh, as well. Um, so you want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go then. So last night was the kickoff, as we just said, uh, to the NFL season. We had a – actually, was a really, really good game. I, I don't think I anticipated it being a good game uh, or as close of a game as it was. And it was uh, the defending world champion, Tampa Bay Bucks versus uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I actually expected uh, – Tampa to win that game, I won't say handily, but I thought they, they win and it wouldn't be like a down to the wire type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I thought, I thought they were probably, let's say like 24, uh, 14 or something, you know, not a, not a beat down, but I just thought that they would, you know, just outlast them they're a better team, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, as much as I dislike the Cowboys, they look pretty good, uh, at least offensively. They looked pretty good. They couldn't stop. They couldn't stop water. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't stop water with a piece of paper. Like they, they, they no. couldn't stop nothing. But neither did the Bucks. The Bucks didn't really have a a lot of stops either. So, but I think that's just some early season stuff. What what you what you think? Yeah, I thought it would it would be a close game. Um, if we all remember, before Dak got hurt last year, the Cowboys' offense was pretty potent. And they kind of much just picked up from where they left off. Their biggest problem yesterday, and really what caused them to lose the game, in my opinion, is they couldn't capitalize in the red zone. Mm-hmm. They got down there quite a few times and had to settle for field goals. And line missed a couple of field goals and turned the ball on. Tampa, off. yeah. Tampa, on the other hand, when they got down there, they cashed in. Well, for, well, for the most part, they had a couple of turnovers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, down there in the red zone too. But I think Dallas just kind of shot themselves in the foot um by not scoring touchdowns uh, when they had the chance to, but I thought it was a very good game. Um I don't think Dallas's defense isn't just based off this first game looks a little better than it did last year. Uh, you they you know yeah uh, Tampa got weapons you know what I'm saying Dallas got weapons. Um so that was just a classic you know you know shootout type of yeah, game it was a duel, it was a duel. Yeah. yeah it uh, was definitely a duel but uh, I think Dallas too what they're gonna have to do is too, they're gonna have to kind of focus on Zeke a little bit more and this is what thank you yeah Dallas does stupid things now you have Zach not Zach Prescott that Prescott
1: coming off of but, a shoulder
0: injury Dakota, and he hasn't played in a while. He uh, had this school throw the ball like sixty times, uh, and and I was gonna, I was, I was waiting for for an opening to say, basically what you just said. Uh, I couldn't understand, and I put this on on Mike McCarthy. You know me, and accountability and responsibility. I'm <laughs> I'm going to try to place the blame where I think it it belongs. I two thousand percent agree with what you just said, uh, Dakota went out last year with a bad uh, wing and in his first game back, this dude threw almost 60 passes. You, you do realize we got six, uh, 16 more games to play. right? You know what I mean? You can't put this dude uh, and I mean, had he pulled it off, I, I don't know if anybody would be uh, gripping and griping, but I thought that A, he threw way too much and I thought B, you got Zeke, why are you not running Zeke in certain spots? You know, why are you throwing the ball just for the sake of throwing the ball? But McCarthy is that kind of a coach, if you recall being in uh, in Green Bay. You right. know, Rodgers was, you know, throw happy. Now, imagine right. this being down there, like you said, Dallas does have some, some, uh, some pieces that you can utilize, way better than what like, you know, on the from a total package standpoint, uh, way better than what he had in Green Bay. So he's probably, you know, really excited to to see these guys catch every pass and, and, and you know, run these right. little uh, gimmicky plays because that's what McCarthy does. Not gimmicky, but, you know, he likes a wide open offense. Um, <clears throat> and you can but see he, that. But it he was, needs to help out his defense, too. If your defense is struggling, you want to keep your defense off the field a little bit by running the ball, playing a little bit more ball control. But maybe... He just felt that they they had it cooking. You know, they were just pretty much taking what the defense gave them and exploiting the defense. Maybe that was his thought process, but I think he needs to be going forward. Um, like I said, it's a long season, especially with an extra game too. Um, you got a quarterback coming off two injuries, you know, the the ankle, you know, as well as the um shoulder injury that he sustained during training camp. You know, he, um I think you want to coach, like, a little bit smarter. But Dallas just doesn't tend to do smart things. Oh, that's oh. I think that's because they hire coaches that are underlings uh, beneath uh, Jerry Jones. Right. They're not really, like, their own – not really capable of being their own folks. That's all all, the, of the, all of the kind of alpha male guys that have coached there. Uh, you know Jimmy Johnson, um, Bill Parcells spent about two minutes there, <laughs> and they was like, "All right, man, I'm out. I can't, exactly. I can't deal with this." I would be <laughs> remiss if I didn't say that also. This was the most boring season of Hard Knocks. I didn't watch the it. history of Hard Knocks. I didn't watch it. I uh, I don't, I don't have any. When I say I didn't like the Cowboys. I was being nice, like outside of any team in our division. Like it, here's my level of 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 vitriol: uh, goes Steelers, uh, Ravens, Bengals, Cowboys. Like this, I don't even know why I dislike the Cowboys so much. I can't stand. I, to me, <laughs> it's their fans. I hate their fans. And I was just getting ready to to to. to spin that because I said no I do know why they their jackass fans you know it, it, if they didn't have and I'll be honest you know I, I I like the New York Yankees and all of that I think that Dallas is the New York Yankees of the NFL they're the team that everybody loves to hate you know what I mean And and their fans don't really care <laughs> you know right. what I mean their fans are retarded no matter what's <laughs> gonna <laughs> They're gonna be loud, obnoxious. They're super obnoxious. You know, they could they could win the Super Bowl, they could go 0-16 and their fans are still like, "Whoa, go boys. Like, re- you know, relax. I listen, and we know when the Browns were losing, I couldn't, I couldn't pull Sean, I couldn't pull Sean out of his house. He, he One time, Sean gave me the tickets. It was like, you go. <laughs> that's just, you know, like, right. I mean, at some point, all of your enthusiasm should subside when your team stinks and, and isn't playing uh, necessarily up to par. And I, that's where my issue is with, with Dallas. Uh, I, I think their fans make me dislike them, um, especially when they're good. I'll tell you what. From what I saw yesterday, I think Dallas is gonna be uh pretty decent this season. I don't know what's you know, what's gonna end up happening with them, but I think they're gonna be decent. I think I think so too. And on top of that, they play in a weak division. So that's gonna help them right. as well. And they just loaded, man. You know, look, look at the receiving core. You've got two good running backs. They did improve on defense. Offensive line is good, and that looked like he hadn't missed a step at all. That dude looked like he's been I was like, damn, he was mid-season that? four. Yeah, Dak looked great. You know, I mean, and he really didn't get touched up last night either. So no, he didn't. um I do know that the, the Giants defense is, is solid. So, you know, and that's a divisional game. So again, I think through the course of the season, there's no team that's gonna escape the dings and the dents and the and the injuries. And so that's why well, I was look, I'm. I'm gonna tell you right now, the giant, the giants stink. No, I I didn't say that the giants are gonna be good. I said that their defense is decent. So <laughs> that's a totally different conversation. Yeah, that's they, a totally they, different they, conversation. The eagles stink too. The eagles um, stink. The eagles are a dumpster fire. I don't understand how this close to winning a Super Bowl, how they could be this bad. Yeah, now I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts, though. I kind of like Jalen Hurts. I am. Um, They got a couple of players on on that team that I like, but I think that their coach is an idiot, so I don't think that they're going to be too successful. Um, Now, the football team, they have a very good defense. They they have an excellent coach. Um, Only thing that's going to hold them back, they're going to win some ball games, but – You know, they got Fitzpatrick, so you know how Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He's gonna some days he's gonna look like Joe Montana, and other days he's gonna look like Babe Laufenberg. You have no idea what you're gonna get out of him from Sunday to Sunday. Not babe, yeah. Babe Laufenberg when he's throwing interceptions all over the field. You have no idea which which Ryan Fitzpatrick was gonna show. Ryan Fitzmagic. Like that's like when you get nicknames like that, that's the worst, those are the worst nicknames ever. It's like a little sanity back in the day. You now you just expect this guy to have this ridiculous run. The crazy part is, I think Fitzpatrick has done it pretty much everywhere he's been, where he's mm-hmm. been on like a two or three game run of absolute ridiculousness. You know, he'll throw for 350 yards each one of those games, and and bring his team back from a a, a ridiculous uh, deficit, and then you know end up winning the game, and then you're like, wow we're only we're, we're at 500 i think we'll be able to get into the playoffs and then he turns back into ryan fitzpatrick yeah he and wakes up one sunday and realizes i'm ryan fitzpatrick and i stink yep and that's it and once he loses that luster he's just downhill for the rest of the season you know mm-hmm. then they, then every team he goes to they start swapping in and out quarterbacks and it never ends well and then they end up shipping him off to Whatever, and this dude has parlayed that into like a 12 year career. I don't know how he long he's been, he been in the league for about 12 years, but he's played for uh 62 teams, which right. is pretty- <laughs> exactly I think the Browns is the only team he hasn't played for yet. So, all right, man. So, you right, but, uh, thats a that's a perfect segue. Speaking of the Browns, um, our Browns. Are getting ready to play basically the AFC divisional game over again on Sunday. We're back in Arrowhead. <clears throat> Excuse me, a tough place to play. Uh a, a venerable stadium. I'm I'm a big fan of old school stadiums. I know Sean is a fan of old school stadiums as well. So yes, sir. Um, they have personality. Yeah. You know. I mean, and and I don't like. I don't like the old school, and here, here I am deviating. But hold on, bear with me. I don't like the old school stadiums that take on uh, the the corporate names. Just leave it as it is. Let it be Arrowhead. Let it be Soldier Field. I don't want it to be City City Field at Soldier City uh, Bank Stadium at Soldier Field. Don't do that. Don't do that. Leave it alone let that old stadium be what that old stadium is going to be. Fenway should never not be Fenway unless they tear it down. You know, uh, Wrigley should never not be Wrigley. I just believe that those old stadiums with that type of character that have been around and have seen it all should stay that way. So I agree. uh, Saying all of that, it's one of the crazier uh, fan stadiums to be in. And from what I understand, it's one of the crazier fan environments. Uh, to be in uh, being out there during the, you know, uh, you know, pregame stuff, the tailgating and everything. However, I think this Browns team is better than the Browns team that went to the playoff game last year. Tell me if you agree with that. I agree with you 100%. Okay. Uh, What are some things that for you, I mean, we got a lot of new folks roster-wise. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of new folks, but I don't think that Andrew Barry and and, and uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, went out. I don't think Kevin Stefanski came up with a list of people and handed it to Andrew Barry, and they sat down and, and talked about what uh, Paul. Him and Paul sat down, and talked about what they were going to do, and they just went out and grabbed guys. This looked like a and we've talked about it before this looked like there was a strategy in who they went and got the guys that they wanted to bring in it was a complete strategy they understood what we needed and they went and got those guys of the guys that we got who do you think or what do you expect to see impact wise out of out of newer uh players guys like troy hill guys like john johnson guys like uh uh, Anthony Walk what do you guys like uh, uh, Jadavian? who do you think will have the biggest impact going forward for that team? Oh man that's a that's a tough question and a good question um, like off the top of my head I'm going to have to say Clowney as much of I've been down on Clowney since he's been in the league um, but I think now he may be rejuvenated. He's opposite miles, Garrett. You got good linemen on the interior as well. And, um, going against KC, they have three rookie offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's where I know we haven't gotten necessarily to the keys of the game, but I think that's where it starts. is going to be on the front line. So I'm looking at Clowney to make an impact because we need that miles needs, uh, a guy opposite him that's going to be consistently put in pressure so they can stop triple teaming him and holding him on every, pretty much every single play. They probably hold him on two out of three plays. Like a a flat out hold. That never, you know, we might get one one out of four of those calls, but he's getting held on two out of four. And then I have one more that's going to be very important, and I think that's going to be JLK. As a rookie, um, because we need somebody back and stay with the tight end. That's what the Browns' weakness since they've been back in the league is that they cannot um, they cannot guard high quality tight ends. Absolutely, it always kills us. And I think he's going to be key. Um, Also, um, you know the the safety uh, Johnson. They're going to be key, and it kind of you got to keep that in check. Um, can't have Kelsey and uh, what's the guy from Baltimore, Mark Andrews, and yeah. Yeah. all these guys. Just especially like on third down, you know, you you can't have these guys continually making plays and I'm not being able to get off the, the field. So those, to me, um, out of all the acquisitions, those are the the, the to me the two most important ones. Uh, uh, I, I, I I agree, and I I've been like waiting with bated breath to see. What you what you felt about that? Because as I was as we were, you know, preparing for this new season and how we were going to approach the show, I'm like, man, we got this first show coming up. I gotta have some juicy questions, you know. I gotta have some, you know. We gotta we gotta have some discussions because you know that's what's going to push the show towards a certain type of thing. And for me, that made me sit down and really start to pay attention to what what I wanted to see and I I heard this question not the way I just asked it but I heard a form of this question and I said to myself man these dudes is crazy I was listening to talk radio I was like man these dudes are nuts I said I got a better question what impact who who do you think out of the new crop of guys is gonna have an impact for me to me I don't disagree with you at all, mm-hmm. but I think for me, I would switch. My first one would be uh, John Johnson. I think okay. a capable safety. I think having capable, uh, uh, not just a capable safety, a capable uh, leader at safety. I like most of the guys that we had to a certain point last year. And actually even a year before, I liked Some of those guys, I thought they were decent enough. But our problem was we didn't have a stopper. We didn't have even a real leader out there. Ronnie Harrison was was good for us. He was decent last year. So I think having somebody who can do what he can't, which John Johnson can. John Johnson is big enough, strong enough, fast enough, and instinctive enough to, as you said, cover those guys that give us issues up the middle of the field those doggone tight ends from the other teams. And I think once he starts giving the tight ends those fits, he starts to give the wide receivers those fits because now it's in the head. What We haven't had a physical, instinctive uh, safety since TJ Ward. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, so – I don't know that TJ is at the level or was at the level of John Johnson, but TJ had a good TJ had a good, maybe three year run where he was really, really nice. Yeah, like, like really, really nice. And I think John Johnson is better than he is. So right. if that's what we get, if that's what we're getting, I think we're going to, we're going to be okay. Uh, and then my next one would be JOK um you know how high I was on him coming coming uh, going into the draft so you get a guy that we haven't had a guy like it ever ever what do I mean when i say that we don't have linebackers and we haven't had linebackers with lateral speed we've had linebackers that can run fast backwards and, and forward north and south but we haven't had a lot of guys that could get to the side from sideline to sideline instinctively real fast this kid can do that and he just got a nose for the ball and he can lay you out like all of the stuff that i've seen from him uh has has made me believe that he's that guy so it'll be interesting to see how they handle Travis Kells. If we can take away Travis Kells, yeah, you still got Tyreek. You know, that's a problem. Um, you still, you know, you still have got other weapons that are gonna be a problem in hell. Just Mahomes moving around the pocket can be a problem. So everything that you said still matters, because you still gotta get pressure, still gotta have some level of containment uh, on him. And even when you kind of got him, you still gotta watch him because he do some uh no look uh 40 yard dart for no reason you know what I, i've always said that Patrick mahomes plays a quarterback position like the point guard in basketball he does almost he absolutely does because you know if you think about it how how often do you see him just drop back and just let it rip now he'll he'll throw his deep balls but a lot of his stuff is like improvisational type stuff with the no look passes and the little flips and 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 that's what gets people now um, kind of getting into the teeth of the game and the keys to this game where I think where the Browns can be successful. One, we talked about them having rookies on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Two, um, you can't go into that game being intimidated by them or the crowd. This yep. That's going to be a test for – the Browns, you hadn't had to deal with any crowd noise for a whole year. So you're going to crowds going to be jacked. Um, so you're going to have to do that, make sure that you stay coordinated on offense um, and defense as far as you know, making your play calls and communicating on the field. But watching KC, even though it's just preseason, um, they're not invincible like people tend to make them out to be. Um, Outside, so you got Tyreek Hill and you got Kelsey. Um, other than that, I'm not scared of McCole Hardman. I'm not scared of um, what's the other guy, Blevins, something like the other receiver that they have. And if we can get some type of pressure on Mahomes and just kind of disrupt him a little bit, he's one of those quarterbacks he do, he doesn't like to get hit. He doesn't like you to be around, it, kind of like Tom Brady. You know, he's not Tom Brady, but uh, for our style, but he doesn't like to be hit. He doesn't like his, to have his timing disrupted. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think that, you know, we can, we ain't going to be able to contain them the whole game. They're they going to make some big plays. That's just who they are. But I don't think it'll be like, remember how I was in the playoff, like that first half, they're pretty much moving down the field with ease. They did whatever they wanted. Yeah. And to the Browns kind of figured it out, you know, I guess like kind of like around happy, like, you know what, we can actually play with these guys, you know, and that's what I mean. by I can't, you can't go in there and be intimidated by them off rip or the, you know, you know, you can play with them. So um, I think we have, we do have some distinct advantages, even though like the national media doesn't think tend to think that we do, but really we do. Um, and you just have to take advantage of it. So take advantage of that weak offensive line they have um defensively they're just okay you know nothing to uh you yeah, know right we, we don't we don't have to be worried about too many people on that on that defense uh what's their nose tackle name what's his name uh Chris Jones uh yeah I think it's Chris Jones so defensive man, I believe other than other than other than him. Well, he, they got a good safety. I can't. And then you said see how. how he's not playing. Today, not playing. But they have a good safety too. Well, the Honey honey Badger are not playing. He oh, he's practice. out? He didn't practice today. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure if he's playing. I said he's not playing. I'm not sure if he is playing. Let me, let okay. me, let me, let me be a little clearer with that statement. I don't think right. he's, he didn't practice today. Usually, if you don't practice on Friday, that tends to. Right tends to be an issue for you playing in the game so but I didn't hear anything officially that he's not playing um it's so safety that they have that's pretty i don't know if he's a safety or a corner uh he really stood out last year I cannot think of his name to save my life right now but he, i know he's pretty good but kc doesn't scare me I'm not afraid like they did last year i'm not i'm not I'm not worried about their defense. Now that all that all could change Sunday if we go down twenty eight nothing, you know, oh, sure. in the in the first for half sure. it just for gets out of control. But as of sure. right now, they don't they don't they really don't don't. Look, I won't be scared then. I'll just be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but My here's God. the thing, man. Here's one thing that you know the Browns since uh what was it Baker Mayfield's rookie year. Started taking baby steps and turning the whole culture and stuff around, right? The next big step that the Browns have to, to take is to win an opener. We haven't won an opener since 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would just say, man, it's just the first game of the season, that's not that important. And that's true. But that's as far as the, the psyche, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to start off the season on the wrong foot like last year losing 38 to six you know, you got to answer all these questions. Now, the Browns got lucky because after that first game, okay, yeah, you, have, you got to play Cincinnati game two to kind of fix that. Now, who do we play the second week? Was it like Houston or somebody like that? Yep. At home, you know. A but you don't game. want to... that was a tough game. Yeah, Houston on paper and with something going through with Deshaun Watson. I know Deshaun Watson's not playing. You know, it looks like it's an easy game. But those are the games that are like trap games where everybody's underestimating them.
1: You know, they're gonna come in
0: and they got something to prove. So hey, Tyrod got something to prove. Yeah, that's what the starting quarterback is. So you yeah. might be trying, to, trying to, you know, exactly keep and whatnot. So I I, I agree. Exactly. Um, so if you can you can pull this game out in KC, come home against Houston, take care of that. Um, you can get some momentum going early in the season, but instead of us always, of a sudden, we're fighting uphill, you know, the first half of the season and trying to turn it on late. So uh, I think that is just a very important ball game just for the psyche of the, of the football team, period. Agreed, man. I, I think that to me, I won't even say getting started fast for me. It's, Getting started at a point where you're at a level, at a level playing field. Again, you don't want to get started slow, because getting started slow means you're behind, and you don't want to get behind a team like this. You want to be able to show these cats. It's like a, it's like a a a Frazier Ali fight. You know, when you hit me, I need to be able to hit you right back and make you feel like I'm here, bro. You're not, you're not right. dispatching me. You're not getting rid of me, so it'd be great to start fast. But what I what I don't want is for us to start fast and then kind of disappear. But if we can, you know, at least start where we punching them in the mouth just as much as they might try to punch us in the mouth. It has to be an even playing field. Like in order for us to get to the upper echelon of, you know, we all might think that we're a Super Bowl team. A lot of it happens in here a lot of it a lot of getting to the Super Bowl happens in here and not for us the fans for the players the players have to believe a that they can make it and b they got to play like that's what they want you know so they have to at least start on the level you know if we get the ball first can't go three and out bro you've been waiting all year you get the ball first you cannot go i like this listen if they go four plays and turn the ball over. To me, that's better than going three and out. Right, exactly. So I need to see them be able to move the ball uh, whenever they get the ball. You know, I I would like to see us get the ball first, give our defense a little opportunity because our defense is the newest uh, part of the team. So it gives them an opportunity to kind of gel a little bit and, and, and maybe not play from behind the eight ball. Right. You know what the point spread is on the game? Uh I do not. I did not look at that. I should have, but I did not look at that. Um, I bet you some I bet you something disrespectful. It probably is. Something, I bet there's something, something like, like seven, eight points. Or something it's like it. probably something like six and a half, seven. Something just because we're out there, you know. Right. Which I mean, I'll say this. I don't know that the team feels this way, but I, I heard an interview from uh one of the uh sports talk guys out in Kansas City today and he said he's not giving the browns any level of same level respect that you know the chiefs have until we beat them he's sick and tired of hearing about how the browns are built to beat the chiefs he's tired of it he's sick of it <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing that junk all year, all season. I've been hearing how they should have beat us and how they just barely. No, man, I'm sick of it. I need, y'all going to have to show me something. Otherwise, y'all just, he's like, I ain't going to say y'all the same old Browns, but I'm just going to say y'all still the Browns to us. I was like, look, I was listening to the interview like, okay. We we heard that before. Yeah, we heard that before. Again, we're still only talking about game one. This ain't the playoffs yet. It's game one. Ain't no telling what might happen, even if we win this game. Ain't no telling what we could build going forward as we get to game 15, 16, 17. So, um, yeah, to me, uh, I'm going to slide right into my, my keys of the game um, real quick. I think ball control is going to be our friend. I think ball control is going to be our friend. The the less plays that Patrick Mahomes gets to touch the rock, the better our chances of winning that game. So Kevin Stefanski, that means running the football kind of heavy. I'm thinking somewhere. I would like to see Chubb, you know me, I'd like to see Chubb get anywhere from 18 to 22 carries. He's going to have to get that tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow, basically, now, at this point. Um, I think Kareem Hunt is going to have to get about 10 or 12 characters. Just to put keep ourselves on the field. You know what I mean? Just to take some of that time off that clock. That's the first thing. Ball control, ball control, ball control. Second thing is just the mental capacity that uh, is necessary to win this game. We got to be mentally ready as much as we are physically ready. Baker got to be Baker, the Baker that finished the season. Um, and if we see that Baker when he gets the opportunity to throw, and as he's leading that offense, we we should win this game. What you got on your on your keys? Well, yours are your keys are my keys. I agree one hundred percent. Unfortunately, I don't think Stefanski is going to do that. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't. Not, know. <laughs> not saying he's going to have a horrible game plan. Um, I just think that him, you know, in this modern era of football, I won't even say modern era of football. Like this, people have like stuff is brand new. It ain't you know teams being past happy. That's not new. You know, stuff kind of comes around in cycles. It's just that this this current current phase, you know, everybody wants to. Like throw to set up the run and, and stuff like that. So I would love to see him do ball. I mean, you, you can do ball control, too, without necessarily running to death. I mean, if you get a fair share of screens, short passes and stuff like that, you can kind of do it that way, too. Uh, but I would love just to, you know, see him feed Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kind of keep it simple. Don't go out there, especially with that environment and that crowd. Don't get out there doing nothing fancy, doing wide yeah, receiver yeah. passes and all that type of stuff I mean, you kind of need, need a simple game plan keep it close to the vest you don't have to be conservative but just keep it simple yeah you know and all i hate you. doing doing all this crazy so we don't need no trickeration none of that crazy stuff just just keep it simple um yeah. and that's another and key um is just getting pressure on Mahomes. we've got to disrupt his timing can't let him just sit back there and do his thing. If you don't get any pressure on Patrick Mahomes, there's no way that we're going to win this ball game because we're not going to be able to to, uh, outscore them. We're just not as simple as that. So you got to get some pressure on him. Um, This is going to sound cliche, but we got to get at least one turnover to some point in time during the game. I agree. Got to get a turnover. Um, But those, those are pretty much my keys and I'll go ahead and give my score. Um, I'm going to say the Browns are going to win in the Thriller 31-28. 31-28. So, so does that mean that uh, the kicker or our, our, our young kicker is going to kick a field goal to win the game or – no, nah, no, nah, it just we just gonna win. It's not gonna come down to him doing it. Cause I tell you what, I'm not I don't it come him down doing it. We are gonna lose. Lot. I don't have a lot of faith in that McLaughlin. Kid. Sure it don't either. <laughs> I mean, he's on the injured list too. Is he? Yeah, he's on the injured list with a with a hamstring or something. Man, that's he. He's scared, son. i never thought that I would say that I would miss Cody Parkey. I listen. I don't miss Cody Parky. I do miss, I him. miss him. I really have him. And this bomb we got it I mean because he was barely I mean all preseason this dude was barely getting him in the upper yeah, he was like how you make it and still shank it
1: right, well, I, I, just, I, right.
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't get that I mean Cody Parkey my, my problem with Cody Parkey is that you find he'll he'll make 10 in a row for no reason and then he'll miss that one that you really gotta have yeah that's true like you, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, ain't no way he hit ten in a row. There's no way he go. He missed. So well, maybe they should go out and get Nick Folk. He's out there. They need to go get somebody who can kick a dog on field goal and somebody who can kick a dog on field goal as the season gets colder and windier here in Cleveland. Right. Um, but I like that score. I, uh, I I think that score is is uh, it's actually pretty close to the score. I, I was thinking. I'm thinking 34-31 Browns. Okay. You know, I, I think that we have firepower. I think we have the weaponry to to hang with them in some level of a shootout. I actually think that could be even, even less than that if we get the right pressure, if we get the right, um, you know, turnovers and whatnot. And if we don't turn the ball over, I don't want to, you know, we can't turn the ball over and get that crowd the opportunity to get loud and uh and, right. and get get all in our ear and whatnot. And, and the thing, the thing that I want to see, man, I just want to see intensity. I want to see hunger. I want to say, see, hey, we know this is game one, but this means something to us. That's what yeah. you know, how, how we jumped out against Pittsburgh. You could tell it meant they got tired of losing to Pittsburgh. It was sick of it. You could tell it you could tell it, you know, by the way they came out there. And yeah. that's kind of how I want to see, you know, them come out, because we're still not getting no respect around the league. No, we're we're of, we are and we aren't. Like, for every good thing that they'll say, they'll still say, yeah, they're not dogging us, but it's like, you know what, we don't know if they're ready. You know. And, and, and there's a bit of fairness that I have to give them on that. That's there's true. A bit, there's a bit of fairness that I got to, I mean, the Browns have have been we've had one good year so I get it yeah you know we ain't, we haven't backed up any one good year Uh what was that 07 we went 11 and 5 we came back that year uh that next season thinking everybody was feeling great like oh yeah we there and we commenced to getting it handed to us for the first four or five games you know Romeo lost control of the team in preseason <laughs> Right, you know Braylon. Braylon running around with no shoes on, uh, cutting his foot playing. You know what I mean? Like it was just goofy stuff. Then it happened again. And what was that? Uh, between uh, between uh, uh, Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. We all had these high expectations, right? And then it didn't happen. The way that we expected. So, based on our history, I I guess as as mad as it might make us, I really can't give them too much grief. Not too much. However, I think this is different. And I'm listen. You know me, man. I done not I didn't boycotted these cats. I didn't gave up my season tickets. I didn't. I didn't ran the whole gamut with the Browns. You know, like I ain't watching the game. I ain't watching the game. I'm not gonna watch the game, and then I'll turn just see what the score is, and I'll turn away so I can still say that I ain't watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did the whole thing, so I understand how somebody who ain't a fan might feel, uh, you know, when as they're especially as they're just assessing uh, what's going on. However, my faith is in what I've seen happen from a from a structural standpoint, from top to bottom, the Browns look different, not just on the field. They look different in Berea. They move different in Berea, and that carries over those 30 or so miles into Cleveland. Right. Down to the stadium, you know what I mean? And and you're seeing it on the field. Um, Even in the games that we kind of played bad, it always felt like, I think these dudes got a shot because we're still there. We're still in it. Mm-hmm. So like you said, if that fight is there, if, excuse me, if we, if we can continue to have that fight in us, like you said, like it means something uh, like it matters to us and we can keep that, I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. Even if we end up losing this game, it's how you lose. It ain't, I right. necessarily uh gotta be a win it's how you lost if we lose and we like that close yeah okay good let's go on to this next game man because we still got those guys in our radar and they know that we're there too you know you want to leave a taste in their mouth uh in the chief's mouth as well you know what I mean like like you said I can't be scared of you all day at some point I got to be able to punch you and you say to yourself, damn, that shit hurt. And then we can, now we're kind of on the evil field. And that's what I hope to see uh, tomorrow. Uh, and again, I'm saying tomorrow because it is after 12 o'clock. It is now Saturday. Um, so tomorrow I hope to see that type of thing. I hate though, I'll tell you what I hate. hate that I got to wait till 4.15 and watch this damn game. Yeah, that's going to be torture, but I'm I'm actually kind of cool with it, though. It gives me time to watch some other football. I'm not going to want to watch to get game. my juices, you know. You know what's gonna happen. Juices going to happen? They're going to show a Baltimore game or they're going to show a Steeler game, and you ain't going to want to watch it either, am I? <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> I do want to watch them. I do want watch watch to watch the Steelers because I think the Steelers are not going to be that good. This year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to see. But I never put it past them. Or the, or the Ravens, you know, everybody's like, well, the Ravens are done because they had all these injuries. I'm like, no, it's a well-coached oh, team. I don't believe that. Good they got a, they got Same good thing. Team. Actually, the guys that they have replacing those mm-hmm. um, those kids that got hurt, they're not awful running backs. Yeah, exactly. They, they're good enough to get, you know, they're serviceable enough. Latavius Murray is decent. Uh, so is Le'Veon can be. And especially if he's motivated, so you just you just never know what you're gonna get. You don't, look, you don't even want to wish for that, right? So, and then they lost Marcus Peters. Uh, like they said, it was one play after they lost. Uh, what's Gus what's Edwards? The <laughs> Gus, Gus Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, like one play after. I said, man, what the hell? I, and I'm no, by no stretch of the imagination, am I a Ravens fan. But you don't like to hear that because I want to take these cats out of their full strength. I don't want to hear no excuses. And then I on top of that, I don't want to see nobody with the ACL tears and all that. And stuff. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see guys getting that kind of hurt. J.K. Dobbins, I mean, this kid has only been in the league a year and a half, two years. So you don't want to see that. You out for a whole year. You don't want to see that. That's just bad. It's bad for the players. I don't like to see that. So, all right. Um, well, um, you want to go ahead and jump into Ohio State real quick. Yeah, let's jump into the Bucks, man. So, I'm, I'm, you know, Bucks through and through. I'm all day long a Buckeye fan. But I had problems last year with this defense, and I think I. At least after game one, I have problems with this defense, and we kind of spoke about that. Um, going into tomorrow's game against Oregon, I'm 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 going to say this. Sean already knows what I'm getting ready to say, even if he doesn't remember it. I know he's I know he knows what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm going to say something that most people wouldn't expect from me—the homer at times that I can be going to say, it's a good thing that we're playing this game in the shoe. Because if we were in Oregon, we would lose this game. I think that our defense is still suspect. We're still suspect defensively, man. I was not impressed by nothing that the defense did the other day. Not one thing. No, it's not like Minnesota got a plethora of weapons on offense. And you were struggling with them. Pretty much like the whole like the whole game, man. So I agree with you 100 percent um on that point there. Um I just want to see some some you know more steps by CJ Stroud. He came on um, you know, last Thursday, He struggled a little bit at first, but you know, it was his first game. Well, not his first game, but you know, his first full start where he had the, the keys to the keys to the car. So um, he started to come on. I like that. Man, and, and and i'm so off man i can't remember these names what's the running backs name the young kid the freshman shoot i can't remember no name either. i'm old um uh 28. well whoever he is keep feeding him the ball like and i promise you America the next the next show that we have we'll be a little bit more prepared today was a little bit impromptu so we're kind of like going off the cuff but that's fine we can we can do that but <laughs> Usually we can go off the cover and we still know all these guys. Yeah. However, Ohio State's had a huge overhaul offensively. Yes, they so, have. Um, um, with, the, with the exception of our wide receiver core.
1: Yeah,
0: all I know is that we made more 28, and that means we had less of Master T, which is perfectly fine with me. The less the the, the 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 fewer carries Master T gets, the happier I have, that I am. I have no so, idea why you hate master teague so much bro because i mean he stinks
1: he's uh,
0: he's just not your typical he's not the typical i know i know why he's not the typical ohio state running back we have big powerful fast running backs in general almost every look at jk look at zeke those are prototypical even though uh J.K. isn't a big guy. We have guys with nice size shoulders. They're going to hit that hole. And they're going to outrun you. Like, like last year, we wasted half the season with Master Teague when Trey Sermon should have been in there. Trey should have been in that, yeah. that run. I, I, I bet. I, yeah, I definitely said that. I agree with that right. one. And, and Trey, I mean, Master Teague is on, on short yardage plays or you need to give a little change of pace. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not. I'm not totally opposed to him playing at all. I just don't want him getting the majority of the carries. He can't have the majority of the carries because he's only a, a like a, and this, these are decent numbers, but not in college. You know, you're averaging like three and a half, four yards, you know, four yards a carry. That's that's good in the NFL, but that's average in the NFL. Uh-huh. This dude is barely averaging three and a half, four yards a carry in the college. In college, you should be averaging four, four and a half yards per carry. Because, you know, you played a lot of bad freaking teams in between those good teams that you're playing. Right. In between those big games that you're playing. So, Master T, he's not fast either. He's not explosive. Uh-uh. He's, he's just a guy, kind of. And, I, I mean, I don't dislike him, but I do know his limitations. I I know exactly. his limitations. Exactly. So, um I think, Oregon's, uh, they're one of their main pass rushers is hurt, this, that Thibodeau guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's back for this game. Um, if he's not, that's a huge loss for them. Um, I kind of think, man, well, I think Ohio State is going to run away with this game a little bit. It's at home. Of yeah, course. I think. And it's the first time they're back with, in, in a full shoe um, you know, since, you know, since the pandemic. Yeah, so it's going to be jumping. Um, at Ohio Stadium. So I, I fully, I think Ohio State's going to run away with this game. I don't think it's going to be a close one at all. I don't know what the point spread is on it. Um, the Pac-10 is just, just weak. They've been weak for for years. But you, normally Oregon would have a pretty good team. But I really don't. They, they may be okay. I think they, they won whoever they played against last week. Um, matter boy, I know I take that back. You know, they won, but it wasn't dominant. They played like Fresno State. Then I mean, they struggled with Fresno State last week. I mean, so- Oregon, Oregon is Oregon. They're not the Oregon that we played in the National Championship a couple years back. That's no. no. They, they ain't close to that squad. I mean, and we – who was that, Mariota? That was their quarterback back then? Yeah. You know, and they were – they weren't – you know, we we mop, we mopped them cats. But we were a different team back then, too. Right. So, you know, fast forward almost, what was that? Was that been eight years-ish? Has it been that long? Wow. I think that, wasn't that 2014? That was 2013, 2014? Yeah. So it's been seven years? Yeah. Right. Years. Yeah, wow. So, um, you know, two different teams. Ohio State's still an elite squad from six or seven years ago. Oregon is not necessarily that. Um, but one thing about the Ducks, you know, them cats, they they can score. I don't know wh- why they can score as good as they can, but them cats always find a way to put points on the board. So it worries me that, uh, that we're not as sound defensively as I would like for us to be. It bothers me. And we're yeah, because it' because it, it's so not Ohio State. It's like not. if anything, like if, if anything, we always had a defense, even if we were struggling offensively at first, we mm-hmm. always could rely on the defense. They just look out of source, out of place. They they're not slow. They are just not. I think um, there's no coordination at all. I think they're I think they're slow. But to your point closer to your point I think they're slow instinctively right right? I know I know what the play we called however I thought I saw him you know hunker down so who cares if you're in the right spot I don't care if the dude try to fake me out if I'm where I'm supposed to be like they taught me it don't matter that he's making all his moves just stay home I always in every sport I ever had, <laughs> I've ever played in. What I realized even in my mistakes, damn, if I had just did what they told me to do, I'd have been okay. You know, when you run up on the, on the ground ball and just try to pick it and get it to cuz that's what you see all the major league guys do, but right. the major league guys are major league guys. I'm in high school, junior high school. Get down Get get everything in your body in front of this ball so it don't get past you. But if you put that glove down and overrun that ball, it's for sure a base hit. So right. it's just fundamentals. It's just little small stuff that I don't see uh, our guys doing defensively. They're not wrapping. They don't wrap up well. We've always had decent tacklers in the history of Ohio State uh, football. I don't think we have one really good tackler on this squad. We always had decent corners. I don't think we got any decent corners. No, I know not- he, uh, uh what's his name? Uh the all American kid, uh Sean uh Wait, he's gone. Wade. He left. Did yeah. He- so he got drafted late by somebody. I can know don't get me the line about which team. He stinks. And he should have yeah. left. I know he was wavering. <laughs> Right, I know he's wavering, but he, oh, stinks. No. he stinks. So you can't have, we used to, we were, I was in a debate with somebody before about Ohio State potentially being DB University until this kid showed up. And I thought he was good. I know his first year he played really good. But as I started watching him play, Sean Wayne, I was like, man, this dude stinks. And I remember last year when he was waving, "Oh, I think I'm gonna come back." Don't do it, bro. Don't come back. <laughs> you know who else I had that thought about? Uh, who else right. about when they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back for another year." Was uh, JT? <laughs> oh man, the same thing. I used to be like, man, just go, just get that, on. It, it felt like, like it felt like he was here for like seven years. Like where is he getting he all this eligibility was, from, bro? Yeah,
1: it's like well, he, he, had, he had a lot of
0: medical. He had a lot of medical eligibility. It was like he was borrowing sick days, you know, from right. his, from his uh, teammates. Like, hey man, let me use a little bit of your. <laughs> you ain't gonna play nowhere. <laughs> the, right? the only thing that I, I will give J.T. Barrett was that he was a very good leader. He, he was, was an excellent. He was an excellent leader. Good locker room guy. He was. Um, huh. I said he was. Yeah, that that's the but, but his, his skills are definitely, especially he had all those knee injuries. Um, his skills just just deteriorated. Kind of Irv, right Irv. just wanted to run the quarterback keeper like on every, uh, two out of every three play. I'm like, right. Irv, man, just we don't get this dude off the field. Just get this dude off the field. Man, I was glad to see JT go. That's crazy. But anyway
1: crazy My part he had, he
0: had a cup of coffee in the nfl that's, that's all he had he latched coffee. on he latched on to uh i think um a couple of uh practice squads for a couple of years i'm you trying know? to remember i don't think that uh cardell is any of our i don't think any of our quarterbacks are in the league now no uh, only Haskins. uh except for haskins right uh but you have cardell's out Uh, JT's not in the league. Uh, Who else? Who else was there? Oh, we got Justin Fields. Oh, Justin! Justin. I forget about Justin. Right, The best we've probably ever had. To be honest with you, Justin's the best quarterback we've ever had. Well, I mean, but but Ohio State was never quarterback. You man, no, that's what that. Listen, that's why he's the best we ever had. Yeah, I mean, we had a series of. Of guys that were quarterbacks, but they were more just you know athletes. You know, Braxton Miller, Terrell Pryor. Braxton was an athlete. Terrell was an athlete. So was uh Smith. Um, Troy Smith could actually throw. No, he could throw, but he his still problem was the he height. And he, got an and he yeah. was, and he was five six. Right. So <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> that small, but he wasn't tall. He wasn't. It's tall. You know, so that was always going to be a problem when he got to league. And honestly, had he not gotten sick in Baltimore, he would have started over Flacco. Over Flacco, yeah. And he got sick, and then Flacco came in and was halfway decent for whatever they were looking for. And he never got it, he never got another shot. Not oh. being a starter like that. So it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the O, regardless. So I, I anticipate that Ohio State a, a win tomorrow. What's your um, score? Uh, I'm thinking something like 45 to 15. I'm figuring tomorrow will be one of those, like you say, it's first time everybody's in the building. It's the first time in, in a while. <clears throat> we're at home. We're playing in the shoe. I think these guys are just going to feel good about themselves because we're at home. All right. I'm going to go 38-21. All We'll go 3821 that's still a, a, a pretty dominant game so um like i said i think ohio state they they may i think oregon may hang with us in the first half or whatever and i think ohio state will pull away in the second pretty easily at least they better you know so all right man well do you have any other uh insights or any other things that you want to input today um uh, i got nothing else uh in terms of what we already talked about um, but going forward don't forget to look for us on Instagram live come Sunday Um, I'll probably be putting some stuff out during the game at least before the game and around halftime just to put some bugs in you guys' ear and we're going to do our post game show as well so stay tuned for that yes sir all right, man. Well, I'm about to get in a sack. I'm tired as hell. I know you're tired as I'm hell. I'm about to hit it myself. Yes, sir. But we thank everybody for paying us some attention. Um, don't you guys uh, even fret. It's about to go hard in the paint with two guys in the mic. So, we'll uh, take you guys out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit them like buttons. Um, Instagram uh Facebook we got we got the whole gamut and you can hear us streaming live on anchor apple uh google, Podcasts, spotify. google podcast spotify you go spotify see um, all that good stuff all that good stuff i'm i'm getting old y'all i'll be forgetting stuff and i and i'm not even in a rhythm to do this <laughs> like i normally am but i'll get there so thank you guys for tuning in man appreciate you sean and, all right man uh, appreciate you too i take in with you on sunday all right have a good one my brother Sweet, John. You've just listened to Two Guys in the Mic with Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us on Sunday after the NFL games for our next podcast. Until then, peace.